<laughs> ready? <laughs> oh, I'm ready, Shelby. Hey, book lovers. Welcome to another exciting episode of Miss Willa's Book Club. I'm Shelby. And I'm Jenna. We're your hosts, and we're excited to be here with you today discussing our favorite thing, books. Whether you're a fan of magical fantasy realms or a hopeless romantic, we have the perfect book recommendations for you. So grab your bookmarks and get cozy, because each episode we'll be discussing viral books on BookTok and Bookstagram. And don't forget that drink of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. And we're here to talk about The Serpent and the Wings of Night. And this one... It took me, like, a very long time to know how to actually say the name of this book. <laughs> also, Loki knew what was everybody kept saying was so great. Didn't realize it was about vampires. Um, same. <laughs> I thought it was going to be about dragons. Me too. I also thought it was about dragons. And then, like, 20 pages in, it's clear that it's yes. very much about vampires. And I was like, oh, that wasn't the direction I was expecting. It was, like literally the the second chapter of the book that I was like yes. wait what yes. like, this is I think and I was like not that long not that far into the book when I was like Jenna needs to read this because <laughs> oh, yeah. it was that good <laughs> it was that good I think I crushed it in like a day day and a half maybe I think I did and I too. worked one of those days I, I still crushed it it's that. just one of those books that you can't put down and like even while you're reading it like I knew that this was going to be one of my favorite books of all the entire year yeah it also, it was fun. It like, gave me a little bit of Hunger Games vibes mm-hmm. just with the, like, different challenges and whatever. Oh I don't know. I love it. See, I haven't actually read The Hunger Games. What? I know. You've well, never read, have you seen no. The Hunger Games? Yes. I've seen, seen all seen it, but not read it. Yes. And I know mm-hmm. books are always so much better than the movies. They're a little different, yeah. But I'm be honest, I didn't even know that they were books for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they were just really good movies. What really good movies are ever just movies? And yeah, not you're so right. <laughs> All the best movies come from books. They really do, except Twilight. I wouldn't say that that's a really good movie. I don't know. It's a cult classic at this point. <laughs> People are pretty obsessed with the movies also at this point. I know. Which I mean, I can't say. I think they're, it's kind of like we were talking about with Zodiac Academy. Yeah. You know, might not be high quality, but it's high entertaining. <laughs> Highly entertaining. Lots happens. Heartbreaks. You get to love the characters. I'm like, this one, I feel like this is just a really good book, and you love the characters. Yeah. Ugh. It is. Overall rating. Overall rating. Let me look. I think I gave it four and a half stars. Four and a half? I'm pretty sure. I might have given it five stars. I gotta look. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) It's been a couple days. I've read books in between. I know. Me too. I think it took me less than three minutes to download book two after finishing book one. Okay, and same. the end of book one, oh. I was just like, oh my god. Oh, yeah, I gave it five stars. Yep, I gave it five stars, too. I was, the end of book one, <laughs> you could ask my husband, I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. Yes. Oh my god, what's yes. going on? <laughs> Literally same. I was reading them, and Gianni was falling asleep in there, and yeah. so I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like, he was like, could you not? Chill out, yeah. And I'm like, no, I can't. I yeah, can't. my friends were all laughing at me. So they were good. all, like, drinking beers and hanging out and playing video games. <laughs> and I was reading my book in the corner of the room. <laughs> this is just what happened. So, yeah, that is what happened. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so a summary of the book. Yeah, Very the high level. Us. 
before we give major, major spoilers. We already know this book is about vampires. Yep. But it's basically about a human girl, Aurea, who is raised by vampires, and then she has to enter this thing called the Kajari, which is basically the Hunger Games, and she either lives or dies the end. But as she lives, she gets, like, her greatest wish from the yes. equivalent of a genie. No, I'm just kidding. It's from, <laughs> no, it's from a goddess. That's kind of what it seems like, though. <laughs> from a goddess, but it feels like she's getting a genie wish. Yes, it absolutely does. It's like, oh, you win this and you get your biggest wish, except for, we'll talk in a little bit, but she already has that wish already laid out for her. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we Human. Humans raised, raised by, vampire. by vampires. Thoughts. I uh, was saying it's really sad as, you know, this, you know, semi unrival. I'm going to get right behind you if you want it. Thanks. Yes. Sorry. I do it's love really to be sad. cozy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's sad because, like, as a reader you can see that she's clearly missing, like, some types of love, and, yeah. I don't know, not love, but, um, I don't know, maybe, like, caring and respect that you would hope she would get from a family member, mm-hmm. or, like, from family in general, and while it's clear that her dad loves her in his own way, and is really, you know, yes. I, I do truly believe from the beginning that he is trying to do right by her. Mm-hmm. It's just so sad that she sees him in such, like, bright eyes. And, like, as a reader, you can see that he's clearly missing so many things to be a complete parent for her. So that was really hard to read. It was really hard to read. And the first sentence of the entire book was, The king did not know, then, that his greatest love would also be his greatest ruination, Mm -hmm. nor that either would come in the form of a tiny, helpless human child. Mm -hmm. So it's like, she's basically just, like, picked up by this king Mm -hmm. for no apparent reason Mm -hmm. and it was just like okay this is like the weirdest thing ever like while it was happening I was like why did she even like why did he even like choose her was it just like random like that that's weird yeah and he says it's because you know the kingdom was at war and that he his grief was raiding this town and whatever he just picked her up but I mean the rest of the vampires she interacts with make it pretty clear that that's pretty unusual behavior yes it's we learn that humans are clearly not respected in any way shape or form yes so to not just be like not only not be slaughtered but not be used for her blood in any way shape or form and instead be protected by him like it was very odd it was very obvious that from the Mm -hmm. beginning there was something else it's like i don't know what's up but like this is sketch yes and it it was very, very apparent from, like, probably the first chapter that, like, humans are treated like trash. Mm-hmm. Humans are, like, the lowest of the low. And so it's just, like, you can't, you can't just expect her to be, like, some special thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was really weird. Yeah. But then she enters the Kajari pretty quickly. It was pretty quickly. From the beginning of the book, which I honestly appreciated. I did, too. It was, I, like. It was nice to yeah. have the story feel like it was moving forward pretty quick. Yep. And well, I feel like she was in some ways making some like stupid decisions. It wasn't like you know we just talked about Shatter Me and our yes. main characters really at the beginning very whiny and very yeah. crying and whatever. And I appreciated that this character was really trying, like Araya is really trying to be like, okay, I'm gonna do the best I can do. Yep. I know what I need to do, and I'm gonna push to go for it. And she's yes. definitely strong in that way from day yes. one. 
and I felt like she was like, we're going to do this, we're going to survive. And it was really cool that, like, throughout the chapters, they would have, like, these little flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because you you knew it was, like, an obvious flashback. And mm-hmm. so you're like, oh, yeah, you're going back into, like, her mind and, like, what she experienced. And I thought that that was, like, really, really cool to see that from, like, her perspective. Because mm-hmm. her growing up was brutal. Right. But it's funny because she doesn't really feel like it doesn't feel like she sees it as brutal like as a reader it feels really brutal but from her perspective like it feels like she sees it as like oh well he was just teaching me to be tough he was just doing what was best yeah like it was just tough love yeah where like for me like I have kind of (laughs) growing up (coughs) like some of my household was very unpredictable Mm -hmm. and so you didn't know whether you were going to come home and they were going to be mad, or they were going to be excited, or they were happy, and they were going to be yelling. Like, you didn't you didn't know what you were going to get, and that's kind of what this felt like. Mm-hmm. Like, having her dad, the king, be like, hey, this is Vincent the king. This mm-hmm. is Vincent, my father. And it's right. just like, to even have those separated to me just, like, pissed me off. Like, it, it made me so mad. Yeah, it made me really sad for her that yeah. she couldn't see them as one person. Like, she really yeah. had to say, oh, well, who you are behind closed doors mm-hmm. isn't who you are to everyone else. And or, like, even when she sees him while other things are happening, she, like, takes one look at his face and she's like, oh, today I'm not dealing with Vincent, my father. I'm dealing with Vincent the king. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, like, no child should ever have to, like, go through that. And so it was just, like, really yeah. sad for me. It was something that just, like, hit so close to home. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it definitely, I I feel like there's so many families that have that, like, very high expectations of their children, too. Because even after she's entered Kajari and she is, you know, starting to try and find partners or trying to Mm -hmm. do things for herself, trying to whatever. And he's, like... I don't know, it just feels like he's looking down on all of her choices and yes, looking down absolutely. on the way she's doing it. And I mean, she's winning, she's moving on round by round. Mm-hmm. And it feels like he's writing her off for her. Like, you could do better. Yeah. You're not doing the best that you could ever do. Because you aren't doing it how I would. Exactly. It's like, don't do it your way, do it the way that I know that you yeah. should be doing it. So, the Kajari. Why they have this Kajari is because. Mm-hmm. Every, what was it, 300 years? That was just 100 years. Was it 100 years? I think so. Well, every every 100 years, they have this thing called the Kajari, and basically somebody gets this wish, and they get kind of whatever they want. And so people... Literally, not kind of. They get they literally get whatever they want. whatever they want. And that's the only reason Vincent, her father, is king. Mm-hmm. Because her is father, he her, you know, adoptive, mm. basically, father, Yeah. right, has... um. Has won the Kajari before, and then yes. he asked for Oh, he for won this, it 300 years ago. Yeah, and he asked for this power to yes. be able to get there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which ends up being much more than you <laughs> ever expected it to be. Mm-hmm. But, like, her going into this was so confusing again, because, like, he's basically taught her her entire life, like, how to fight and how to be sly and how to live and And not trust people and not trust people and so it's really odd like okay yes these vampires go into the Kajari but like why is a human going Mm -hmm. if it's even tough for vampires to stay alive why would you send a human into these trials I definitely had that at the beginning too I was like this feels 
And I, I didn't feel this way about it again, but at the beginning I was like, mm-hmm. this feels so unrealistic to say, mm-hmm. oh, she's so weak and she's so fragile and yes. he's going to take care of her like this all of her life, but then he's going to throw her in the pit with the vipers. Like, yeah, it was just like, I'm sorry, why, why are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah, it made me, it made me really mad when I found out that like she was going into the Kajari, especially because at this point they had been talking about how she had been like creeping around the castle and like she basically like avoids all of the vampires and she knows exactly how to do that which means she's been doing that for years and that was just like wow another life in isolation like that was just like really sad how surface level everything was and then they're like here you go go die right <laughs> like that that's and then just even when she's over there trying to survive like having him be like well you're not do doing it. it right yeah you're not doing it right you have to do it this way yeah yeah that was really sad I know. So they end up at the Kajari, mm-hmm. and there are, it was three trials, right? Trials. No, I think there was more than that, wasn't Was there? Yeah, I thought there was like four or five Was there four reason. or five trials? Well. But whatever. Because who did, tell us about who she meets ooh, very early on. Very early on. At the so, very first night she's there, she gets awoke, she's woken up from her bed, and suddenly appears in the arena, and she knows this is coming. Doesn't well, know what's wait, but before then. oh, like while she blacks out, like when the Kajari starts. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. Well, let's let's backtrack. She okay. has a friend in yes. the castle that ends up being important, like before the first trial even starts. Mm-hmm. Alana. Yes. And Alana is another human that's in the castle, but she. Let's I thought she was, like, in the town, but yeah, she's, was she? she's, she's in the, she's in the she lives area. in the area, and she's really the only human friend. She's, like, the only person that, that Aurea, Aurea really even, knows. like, yeah. yeah, so she's, like, her only friend, basically, mm-hmm. and she is fed on by vampires, and so she lives this, like, lavish life, however she wants to live it, because she makes money from it reminded me of, like, being a hooker. It did, yes. I know. I was like, oh, that's kind of like a sugar daddy. Like, <laughs> except for vampires. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me more like, yeah, it reminded me kind of like being a hooker or something. Yeah. But, I, mean, I, I thought it was really funny. Because in this world, like we haven't already said, you know, humans are obviously... Oh, yeah, garbage. Yeah, they're much Trash. lower valued than yeah. vampires. Vampires are best. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. And so, then she, like... I thought it was really cool how they would do this, like, she would lay in her bed, and then she would randomly wake up, and now she's in a trial mm-hmm. in this castle, and mm-hmm. it was just like, oh my god. But one thing that I really liked that the author did, which makes me want to read all of the rest of her books, mm-hmm. is, like, it's fantasy, but you feel like you're in it. Mm-hmm. Like, there is so much detail, but not too much detail. Kind of like... So, the first few pa- a few hundred pages of Crescent City, mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, complete world building. And a lot not of setup. A lot of setup, which, like, I understand is important. But, like, it was really hard to get through. It's dense. Yeah. Yes. Where this painted, like, the perfect picture of what's happening, that it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, the world felt so easier to good. set up, so you could mm-hmm. both learn, like, understand Araya's yeah backstory and set up the world pretty mm-hmm. quickly it was like interesting enough to be different mm-hmm. but uh 
simple enough to be described quickly. So yes. you do feel like you're like in this story very quickly. And that's honestly, really nice. that's how I felt about Daughter in No Worlds, the one that really you, that's her other series that's really popular. I felt that way about that one too. Which already makes me so excited to read it. If I know that it's like this well written, where you're just like immersed in it, yeah, I just love that because it's like you just it's a page turner. You want to keep mm-hmm. you want to keep reading, and I feel like that's how books should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was really exciting. Mm-hmm. So she lays down in bed one night, and she just, like, randomly wakes up in this Kajari. Mm-hmm. And all she hears is, like, screaming, and people are running through the halls. And she, like, immediately kicks into her instincts and is like, oh, my God, there's vampires here. I'm a human. I need to run. Oh, my God. But then she sees her friend, Alana, who has... Hears. She hears, hears her, friend. her friend. And she's trying to run after... Alana, she can hear Alana screaming. She yes. knows it's her. She knows that she's being destroyed by some vampire oh. right now. It was just like and so tell us, graphic. Tell us how. Tell us what happens. Oh she's my trying to run to gosh, Alana. she's trying to run to Alana, and she meets a certain character, Mr. Rain. <laughs> and Rain pulls her back, and he says. Don't you dare, honey. Please. Don't you dare. He called her back and he's like, they're all dead. Yeah. Don't even try. Like, don't try to go in I'm there. I'm just trying to help you. But he is also a Kajari contestant. He is not trying to hurt her. Everybody right. else is just all bloodshed right now. Right. And she doesn't even recognize in that moment, hey, he's not hurting me. He's actually helping me. He's trying to save me. me. He's trying to help me. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny. This is where it kind of comes back to Hunger Games a little bit. To where mm-hmm. everybody was like, oh, we might be like from the same sector. But like, we're all like one for, we're all for ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I can't help you. And if I go out of my way to help you, that means that I might not live. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like really important. And so you're right for him. Didn't she, like, stab him in the leg, too? She did. Yeah, he's, like, holding her back, and she stabs him in the leg so that she yeah. can run away. And she's like, no. And it reminds oh me God. of, um, for our, from Blood and Ash fans, totally reminds me of Poppy stabbing Cass, and he's like, ooh, don't, don't stop, I like that. I like it. And it was just like, <gasps> it's the whole, like, gasp moment. <laughs> Like, oh, darling, you feisty. Oh, I like it. Because she knows it's not going to kill him, but it's probably going to, like, like make him stall for a second so she can run away. But, like, pretty early on, she seems pretty adverse to killing him. And she's not adverse to killing. She mm-hmm. she kills for fun. and She, she likes she, to kill. She describes in her free time before she entered the Kajari, <laughs> and then even after the Kajari, that mm-hmm. she, you know, cleans up the streets. She's our friendly she neighborhood Spider-Man. Rats. You know, she's <laughs> friendly Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, I like that. And yeah, <laughs> she's she's out there trying to like you know, there's vampires that are preying on innocent humans in places yeah. that they shouldn't, and she's out there trying to take them down. And so so we know from the beginning, it's not that she's against yes. violence or killing, but she does seem Certain against people. killing Rain pretty yes. early on. But I she thought that also was doesn't too. want to admit that she's into it. I know. Like, she tries to, like, hide it so much that she's like, I don't know who you are. I don't remember you. It's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was so funny. Also, how I feel like when we're in the human realms with her and she's just, like, nightly killing, like, all these vampires, as a human, mind you, it was just kind of interesting to see that, like, she does not see herself as a vampire or a human. Right. 
she doesn't feel like she belongs in any world. Which, like, that's so sad because she is a human, but she was raised by vampires, but she's clearly not a vampire. And so for her to feel like she's, like, this other, that immediately was like, well, are you something else? Right. Like, that made me question immediately. Well, it circles back to what we said before about Vincent, her dad. Yeah. Taking her when she was so young. So we're like, well, why are you grabbing this random kid? Yeah. Like, this random human child. This is, like, everybody has expressed this is really out of character. You're so, so careful about her. Like, why are you so, so protective? Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. So something that Vincent had, so, like, there's a couple of different kinds of vampires. Mm Mm-hmm. There's, it was the Heeshan. Yes. Or no, the Rishan. Rishan. Hiaj? Hiaj. Yes. And then there was one more. Oh, the blood, blood. The bloodborne. Bloodborne, yeah. But, like, they all come from different houses, so it's, like, the nightborn, the bloodborne, and then there's one more. Shadow? The shadowborn. Yes. And we know that it it was the bloodborne that had that curse. Yes. So tell us about the curse. Remind us what the curse is. So the curse is, like... Was it if you were turned into a vampire and then? I think it was just. I think it was just after time. They didn't live as long, and as they got older, they the curse basically got worse, and that they became a little bit more crazy and feral. You turn into these like creatures, right? Which becomes important from blood and ash again. Really good. Oh my god, that that absolutely. It was like the vampires that didn't turn all the way, but like here it was like. You just, like, had this curse. Yeah, old, yeah. And I think they were just, like, born in a certain, like, yes. house of vampires. I think so too. But one of the things I thought was really interesting, so if you're an heir to a vampire, you have these markings. So you have two marks, red on your wings and another on their body, which appear when the previous heir dies. Mm-hmm. And so Vincent has these because he was the heir, and that is why he is king. <laughs> and to be... In this position, to be king, you basically have to kill off all of your family. Mm-hmm. And so... To leave, basically, you're trying to leave no no chance no tr- of succession. Right. Because the family will try to, like, surpass you, and in order to do that, they have to kill you. Mm-hmm. And so, he has these marks, but he always tries to keep them hidden, which I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, that is really important. Um, so, we're in the Kajari... She has now met Rain, and she is running, 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 and she finds a greenhouse, which, like, I love it, because I would also want to live in the greenhouse. Which, smart lady, right? (laughs) It's just reinforcing that she's not panicking. She is being smart for her advantages. Like, she realizes that these vampires might have better smell, they might be faster, but she knows what her advantage is, and some of her advantage is that she can be in the sun. And so she is yes. created that very first night. She's like, I'm going to go where nobody else can get to me. Mm-hmm. Which I just absolutely loved. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, girl, like, use that to your advantage. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So she's in there, and she's talking about, um, I believe she was talking about rain. And she's like, that's why I found myself intrigued. He was looking at this painting, like the one that she saw in the castle that she just absolutely mm-hmm. loved. 
<laughs> when nobody else ever did, he was tall, taller than even most other vampires, and broad. He wore a deep purple jacket cut tight against his frame, a bronze sash wrapped around his waist. That, too, was a little off. <laughs> the style was similar to the bright silks that all of the other Nightborn wore, but the cut was a little bit too sharp, the contrast too bold. His hair was dark, nearly black, and fell across his shoulders. Unusual length. Not really styles that are favored by the House of Night's court. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, there's some really old things coming into play, but like he's also acting like he's young when he's with Aurea. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what the heck? And doesn't she ask him a few times, like, how old are you? And he won't tell her. <laughs> he does, yeah, it, I don't feel like he tells her right away. And, you know, eventually yeah. it comes out that he's, you know, a couple hundred years old, but... Yeah, it is interesting because you can tell <laughs> kind of from the start that he's not like other vampires. He's you know? different. He's not like other girls kind of vibe, but he's not <laughs> like other totally vampires. Like so, he's so different. <laughs> but you, you do get that vibe from the beginning. There's yeah. something, something, the, and you got to remember all these physical things are happening on top of his behavior. Yes, exactly. Like his behavior was abnormal yeah. in helping and not hurting her early right. on. And I think it's just that very first day he comes into the greenhouse to talk to her, doesn't he? I think it was It was either the very first day. It might have even been, like, the next couple of days because she was really hurt. Yeah. And he and could he smell the blood. Her, he offers her some, like, medicine or something, right? He offers, she doesn't take it. She doesn't. But remember, Vincent was also giving her medicine on the side. Yeah. So they would, like, randomly meet, like, in the middle of the day. Yeah. I didn't totally... Yeah, so there was definitely a, you know, Cinderella vibe of, like, you oh, yeah. can you can leave and be gone during the day, but you better be down by the time the sun sets. That so, is a, absolutely what it seemed like. So, you know, don't turn into a pumpkin. Make sure yeah. you show up on time, mm-hmm. right, that, that we needed to do that. And so I I guess the vibe that I got was that the, the edge of these castle grounds must have been basically on, like, the edge of mm-hmm. his territory or his city. So they're kind of, she's kind of meeting her dad in the middle. Yes. But I was confused at first. It felt like cheating. It absolutely was, felt he like gives cheating. gives her these swords that have, or these... Like a uh, venom in it. Skies or whatever. They like this, this gives her some type of weapon. Yes. That has poison in it and stuff. Yeah, I pictured it as a sword. It might not have been, I but I absolutely... it's supposed to be one of the curved swords, but I'm forgetting the name Oh, was right it? Now. That's so funny, because I pictured just like a normal sword. What was the name? Maybe, it, like a the scythe? Name? Yes. That's what oh, I that's I thought, so I thought, funny. I thought they said it was like a scythe. Maybe it's not. It may, no, it absolutely can be, but yeah, I just I pictured her, a sword. I remember her complaining about the length of like a long sword and like, oh, the, yeah. like that it was too unwieldy. Which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if it's like half your body, that would, right. that would be so, a lot. <laughs> but yeah, when he first is giving her those, I'm like, are you cheating because your dad is king? Like, it yes. took me a minute to realize that <laughs> that was an acceptable thing to do. I know. Well, it was funny because it was like, at this point, it's, it seems like she's the only one who's like, even leaving like, the ter- the ground somewhere the Kajari is supposed right. to be held. We don't know everybody else is leaving too. Right. And so it was it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, so she ends up back in the greenhouse and she's like still, like, basically bleeding out. And Rain comes in and he's like, let me help you and she's like, no, nobody can help me. I can only do this. I'm a strong ass woman. I don't need no man. I don't need your help. I can do this. Well, then she finally is like, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. It is going to be nighttime and people are going to smell my blood and come find me. Mm-hmm. And so she decides she's going to go find it. Well, in this Kajari place, 
everything changes. And so, right. like... the castle is, like... Yeah. Basically, the castle has a mind of its own. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it's, it's kind of like the Harry Potter movies where the stairs Ooh, yes. just, like, change directions because they feel like it. But that rooms might become closer or further away just right. because it feels like it. Or that basically the this goddess has an influence on this mm-hmm. building and is using it to create a more entertaining Yes. Experience. So, like, the Kajari is run by the goddess who is um, the goddess of Nyaxia. Yes. And so she is holding all these trials. And from my memory, she is like, a lower goddess, and so there's, yes. like, a bunch of goddesses above her, but, like, she thinks it's fun to, like... Mess with people. Mess with all also, these vampires. I know that every, like, <laughs> fantasy book has its own version of, like, swearing or whatever, but the Ix's tits just got oh, me. Oh, my was god, so I thought funny. that was so funny. <laughs> that reminds me of, like, in Throne of Glass when they would say running, and I'm like, just like, fuck. <laughs> Like, it was so funny. Ix's tits. It was just I like, that was I'm sorry, what? I love like, it. I thought it was, I love those, like, random little things, because it's I kind of too. like, like, uh, what's the one they say in Zodiac Academy? It's something the stars, like. Oh, um, uh, Star just, Damned. I don't know. Was one of them. There's just, I feel like everyone is, like, has every, It was so, I thought something. it was so funny. Oh my gosh. But yeah, yeah. Ix's tits, I thought was funny. The Ix's tits. <laughs> Ix's tits. I thought that was just like yeah. so funny. I was like, oh my god. But yeah, so she's trying Ugh. trying to escape her greenhouse yes. to go up and find Rain and his friend, which I don't think she knows who she really is at this point, but she knows that she's seen Rain with this other with woman. With another girl, yeah. Yep. This other female vampire. And so right. she's trying to get up to him and luckily, you know, the castle is kind of helping her get there. Mm-hmm. But she's like so hurt that she collapses in front of his door, you know, right as she gets there. Yes. You know, she realizes that he's maybe opened the door as she's passing out. So now she's completely defenseless. Mm-hmm. Just bleeding around all these vampires. I know, which, like, one, terrifying, but two, like, if you're, like, blacking out like that, like, there's, like, nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Again, brings me back to, like, why would you throw a human into in these spot, trials? Yeah. Like, this was just, like absolutely insane to me yeah i was like oh my god why is this happening uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so then she ends up at their apartment and she walks in and she's like how the hell did you guys get this apartment it's apparently like really nice yeah, the nicest one yeah with like multiple rooms and i literally just pictured like a castle with like my old apartment in it but like mm-hmm. multiple rooms and I was like they have like a kitchen I was like this is this is so interesting like right. how do they even come like to she this? gets privacy which is also again good for her so yes you know these trials are spread out they're all three weeks apart yes so it's we're talking about over the span of months that they're mm-hmm. gonna be and all of the um contestants which at the beginning starts off with what was it like 49 yeah. or something it's like almost 50 I think or somewhere around 50 Something like, yeah, it was something, I don't remember exactly how And so it starts off with a lot of them, and they all have to stay in this castle. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for them to have that advantage of of privacy and security is, like, it's a huge bonus for her. And so she might be weary of Rain and his offering of uh, friendship, but not even friendship, just, I don't know, to work together. 
but mm-hmm. it, it is clear pretty quickly that she's really benefiting from it a lot. Yes. And I thought it was really, I actually, I remembered I highlighted um, Mish, who is Mish, yeah. Rain's friend. Or mm-hmm. I think it's actually said Misha, but I always called her Mish. Yeah, I always call her Mish, too. <laughs> Maybe it's Misha, but I'm just going to call her Mish. Same with Rain. Same. All these names, I don't know what they actually are, no, but I'm you're saying them how I pronounce them in my head. Cool. So that's I love it. So we're just going to call her Mish. Mish. She said, thank the gods you did come here. You probably would have died, those bloodborne shits. He tried to rip you to pieces, didn't he? <laughs> but then they said, um, Aria goes, thank the gods, she had said, not the goddess. That's interesting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is the first time we're kind of talking about how there's, like, more than one. And right, because we've only, at that point, up until that point, really been yeah. introduced to, was it Neaxia or something like that? Yeah. And, um... So she's our goddess of the vampires, yeah. and really the only goddess that responds to the vampires. But you know, it's that's not the only one, and they have made it clear there's others, yeah, maybe other beings or other goddesses and gods and stuff. But because Orea actually remembers seeing Mish use fire, yes, which she knew was from the god Atroxus, and so. She actually says, while each of the 13 gods could be called on for various forms of magic, none of the 12 deities of the White Pantheon allowed their powers to be drawn upon by vampires. Vampires, after all, were Nyaxia's children, and the White Pantheon despised Nyaxia, which I thought was really interesting because I was like, wow, the one who, like, all of the vampires, like, admire admire and bow to are, like, she's the lowest of the low. Like, Mm -hmm. I just thought that was, like crazy and to find out that like vampires can actually wield different powers when they've been told that they can't which Mm -hmm. is like oh this is this is new Mm -hmm. so like what other powers do we have oh yeah like what else can we do here yeah it does make you kind of wonder if there's anyone else like with who are calling on other um, gods or goddesses or if Aurea is going to be able to do that because Mm -hmm. at this point in the book so we're like what maybe midway through, let's say the book mm-hmm. at this point, and at that point we don't know if Aurea has any power. It's like right. she's got flickers of it, but she doesn't seem to be able to capture it. Yeah, and she's really disappointed by that, obviously. And mm-hmm. in her practicing with Mish and Rain, she throws Rain out the window, rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny! I was laughing so hard when that. <laughs> I was literally like, how like. I'm sorry, I thought you didn't have, like, anything. And then she just, like, blasted him out the window, and I was like, right. hmm, damn, serves you right. And then they're like, oh, you were hiding this from us? And she's like, uh. I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I sure. knew. I knew. Yeah. It gave me alien vibes. 100%. <laughs> yep. Where I was like, okay, girl, you have this whole thing. And she was like, uh, yeah, that was my plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I sure. thought it was so funny though like so, yeah that was great oh my gosh but then like so soon after she meets rain and misha Mish, she mm-hmm. meets up with her dad and she has been like asking him questions like mm-hmm. where did you find me like i i want to see my family again like mm-hmm. this is what i want after the kajari because they've made it clear that like there's this thing called i think it's like the coriatus where they, like, have to bond. Oh, yes. 
Yes. yes. The bond that she's supposed to make with her dad. Yes. And, and it so they, like, share power? Which was weird to me because it also sounded, like, weirdly intimate. Like, uh, Yeah, it really did. And I was like, why would you... Do that with your father figure? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And yeah. then I was like, hold on, sharing power? But, like, Vincent would be giving her the power. Like, right. okay, something's missing here. Right. Why would Vincent want this power? But we have learned, kind of like you talked about the earmarks before, that mm-hmm. um, the upcoming heirs will kill the older people in the family. They will kill the person who has the earmark to get the earmark for themselves. Yes. And so, obviously, at this point, you know, we're like, oh, well, Aurea is coming from this different place, but there's this culture of fear of your mm-hmm. kids and what your kids might do to you. And so, and he's so like, we'll bond ourselves to right. each other so, so you can't. So I definitely got that vibe from the beginning. It's like, yes. okay, well, if we're bonded together, you can't hurt me. If, yes. I, if we're doing this, then, like, then you're you always on my side and you yes. have to be. Yes, which is kind of, like, the message he was giving her from the beginning, too, mm-hmm. is that, like, you can only trust me. Mm-hmm. You, I am the only one who can protect you. Not even you can protect you. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was just like, oh, that's a little shitty, though. Like, that's a yeah. little, like, harsh. And so yeah. that was, yeah, that was really hard. Um, so when she meets with her dad, she's like, where was I found? Like, why can't we go see my family? Why have you not, like, actually put in any effort to find this? And he's basically just like, even if I wanted to, I can't. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, cool, why? Mm -hmm. But no answers are given. He's like, he's more stressed and stressed every time that he sees her. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, can't get through to him. Well, then she starts training with Rain and Misha. And it was so exciting. It's so cute. I fucking love Misha. Oh my god. She's so cute and bubbly and just like bubblegum sweet. I know. (laughs) She's like, I love everyone. She's like a golden retriever. Right. Like, I love everybody and everything. Oh my god, we're gonna be best friends. Right, but this is all coming from the same woman who was like, here, I present you the head of your enemy. I know, it was just like, I'm sorry, what? Just like so, like, off the cuff. It was so funny. I just, I absolutely loved her. And so then... While they are fighting, I absolutely loved when she was like, back the fuck up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's when she pushes him out of the window and she realizes, like, oh, shit. Like, I don't even know how this happened. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's so hell-bent on keeping it a secret that it's not mm-hmm. like she can, like, wield it. Or, right. like, even try to even know what's happening well because she's been internalizing everything for so many years because her dad has taught her you can't trust anybody but me you can't trust anybody but me and her previous lovers has taught her you can't trust anybody but dad and so that was really sad too is to see i know i don't know it just feels like such a and obviously told in a different way but this classic story of you know wanting to trust your first sexual experience and just Having them be disrespectful mm-hmm. or, like, not value in that way. Yeah, because we've known up to, like, from flashbacks, like, up to this point that she clearly had something happen, and she's got, like, these, like, bite marks on her. Right, But, like, scars. we don't know why yet. And mm-hmm. so she, like, eventually tells a story about how she had, like, like, her first time with this guy, like, and it was really cute how it was in a flashback, how it was, like, a boy met a girl, 
appointment girl and then they fall in love and Mm -hmm. then they they like go for their first time and he was a turned vampire yes and so he had less control on like his bloodlust and so he basically like got too far and then bit her and then at some point it was like oh this is no longer like tasting my blood this is like you are draining my life from me. Right, well, and she didn't want him to bite. She wasn't expecting him to bite or wanting him to bite. And so she was really, like, she's startled. She's taken aback. And, like, couldn't get him to let go. And so she's, right. like, ripping herself away from him. Which, like, that whole scene was just, like, Heartbreaking. oh, my God. Like, I could not imagine being in that kind of a position. Like, mm-hmm. as a woman, being so out of control was just, like, Well, that's, what's so, that's why I say that's so sad. Is I feel like so many women have that experience, yeah. which is really sad. Mm-hmm. So it's like even if it's not with a vampire, I think that I, that's I, yeah. unfortunately not like a surprising experience for right. a lot of women. Especially because they were younger too. Like mm-hmm. a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of men don't know how to control themselves with stuff like or that. Or respect boundaries or understand them. Right. And so after that happened and she was completely traumatized by it, she runs to her dad who tells her kill him mm-hmm. and so, it's like you gonna learn today <laughs> you will learn today he's like i did not tell you that this is okay yeah. this is not like, this is everything i told you not to do your punishment is that you, you get gotta to murder him. him yourself yes and like in his words he was like i'm doing this for your own good you mm-hmm. deserve to have the kill but what it actually was was like we just said like oh you're gonna learn you are not gonna do anything mm-hmm. that i tell you not to do mm-hmm. and it just became a very controlling situation very fast and especially what kind of broke my heart about that scene was like she had just been through a very traumatizing event mm-hmm. and like as somebody who like understands that it mm-hmm. was like you just want somebody to console you mm-hmm. and she ran to her father figure her yeah looking for person. a safe space yeah who basically was just like no you get to kill him now mm-hmm. which like okay maybe that's not the comfort that she would have wanted mm-hmm. like it was it was just it was very sad to me that mm-hmm. once again she is not getting this like comfort that she has needed it's really sad. Yeah. So then comes the second, the second trial. I'm trying to remember what the second trial exactly was. And I'm not even remembering what all the trials were in this moment. I'm not really either. There was a trial with a maze. I think the maze was the second trial, maybe. <gasps> oh, but what yes. was the first? I don't remember the first trial. Oh, the first trial was with oh. all the demons were linked together. Yeah. And she identified, like, hey, if you ki- if we get this one demon down, mm-hmm. we got them all. We're good. So yep. she figures that out. They win. Second trial, I think, was the maze. Mm-hmm. And she has to basically, like, put other people's bodies on top of these trap doors to be able to open them to yep. get through. And they'll so only stay down. Or while the maze will only stay on up while there's weight on it. Otherwise, yep. they'll put down. So I think that that was the second. Yep. So the first one, the importance of the first one was that they were these demons, mm-hmm. but she realizes that they're actually nightborn vampires. Yeah, they're actually vampires. Or they were the blood blood cursed ones. Oh, the blood cur- the blood right. Cursed. Yes, because she's part of the nightborn. Yes. Well. Or, yeah. Yeah. And then, 
where the second trial where you have to basically get through the maze and she realizes that like there's another contestant in there who she knows yeah and she had kind of grown up with but like he was outcast from his family which you know who he reminded me of oh my god who eugene dipper Oh my <laughs> god, it is so funny that you say that, because now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, he didn't really, he like reminded me, and I was like, who is that? Eugene like, Dipper, that's who that oh reminded me of. Oh my god. We're at the second trial, so Eugene Dipper. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that kills me, because I was like, this guy, he reminds me of somebody, but like, I can't. Zodiac Academy, a little white rat. That's what she is. I even pictured him with red hair and like the freckles, and I don't even know if that's how they described him. Uh, Sometimes I feel like you picture someone in your mind that's like so different from how they probably describe it. Absolutely. I I feel like I pictured him almost as like albino for whatever reason. Yeah. But like, I don't know. That is so funny. But like albino with like no muscles, like a really twiggy little. That is exactly. Well, because it didn't. So they have wings. Yes. And didn't they, they like shredded his wings. And it was like the last, the second to last trial or something though, I thought. No, I thought his family shredded his oh, wings. Oh, I thought they fucked up his leg. Maybe it was his wings. I, I think they just fucked him up all around. Yeah, I don't know. His family, so like, what we talked about with yeah. the earmarks, his family was concerned because he would be the next one to get that earmark. Yes. And, so they were, and like, they were well, like, absolutely not. Yeah, we're like, we don't want you to be a danger to society. Yeah. AKA us, so... Yep. We're just gonna We're make gonna, sure you're crippled now. Yeah, which is sad, but like, or you can be like Vincent and just like kill your entire family, so. Jeez. I mean, that's kind of what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we're, we're getting through the trials. There's a few more. There's some other characters that are only moderately important. Yeah. Um, there's a bombing of the castle. That's probably well, the next big thing. Before that, there's, maybe that's the same bombing but there's like there's night fire night fire everywhere yeah night fire didn't produce heat exactly so much as it withered flesh from the inside out yeah so that's there was basically there was an attack on the castle that all the kajari uh contestants were staying in Mm -hmm. and um, so it's trying to get them to like go outside basically right and so they're basically the people who did it like, trying to make it look like the Kishan yes. um, vampires were responsible for it, which the Hyaj, is that how it was? I believe so. so. Yeah. So the Hyaj vampires are in charge, right? Vincent is a Hyaj mm-hmm. vampire, yes, and that's yes. the bat-like wings. Mm-hmm. And, um... Where, like, the Rishan are the feathered Rishan. Yeah, Rishan are feathered. And so they've been, you know, fighting each other for years, and they try to make it look like this attack was the Rishan, but mm-hmm. um, our companion rain yeah he is a rashan vampire he's got the feathered wings and he's very clearly like there's no way we would have done yeah, this he's like, like there's no way it just it couldn't be us and yeah and Araya, our character main character she really believes him she's very confident she's like i just yeah. don't think like there's no way he was faking that level of shock because people that he knew and loved were getting hurt yes and he's like we it. would never do this to our own people right and so... She meets with her dad. Yeah, and so she meets with her dad. And it's like, oh, wait, they take all the Rishan as, like, prisoners. Mm-hmm. And so, including Mish. So Mish has gotten Ugh. badly hurt during she this She was really, like, almost died. Yeah, she almost died. But um, Orea and another 
bit of power has yes. sort of saved Mish, and yes. she's not really totally sure how or why, but she has, and so it's kind of at this point where I think you really see Aurea bridge from, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, they're just my companions that are going to help me through this next trial that I have to do with people, yes. to, hey, I really care about them. Oh, yeah, because that's why they even teamed up in the first place. Right, because, because the third trial you have to do with others mm-hmm. is a cooperative trial. Because Rain was like, oh, because I think it was every full moon. Was it every full moon that they would do that? Maybe you're right. Or was it, it was random some every two cycle. weeks or something? Well, it was like, I thought it was like on each one. Like the first one was a half, like a oh, the half moon gibbous tri- or something. And then yes. it was like a half moon and then a full moon. It did and, go off of the moon yeah. cycles. And so it was like every week or two they would have another trial. Mm-hmm. But basically Rain was like, hey, we have to pay it. Like, you have to be my companion for this trial. I'm sorry. Like, if this would just be, like, the best companionship and you know it. Mm-hmm. And that's why she was kind of like, okay, maybe. Right. Maybe I'll join you. But that's why she was like, well, I do, I probably do need you. I need somebody. Right. She, so, had to do, she had to cooperate with somebody. Yes. But at this point, after this um, explosion or this attack or whatever, it's she's really starting to be like, hot oh, crap, I think I actually care about them because... Yeah. She's, like, really feeling so deeply that Mish needs to not be mm-hmm. in the competition anymore. You can't just leave. So that's another right. rule of of the uh, of You can't just not come back. You, you're, yeah, right. You're done. You, you've given your blood to yeah. Miaxia and said, hey, I'm going to do this thing, and I'm either going to die, or you're going to grant me my wish because I win, and there is no in-between. Exactly. And so she yep. fights super hard, and even donates her blood basically to this oh super my creepy priest guy. Oh my god, that was just to so save creepy. Me. Yeah. He's like, "Well, what do I get from you?" And she's like, mm-hmm. "Uh, my blood. You're not getting anything else from me." He's like, "Oh my god, as a vampire like giving mm-hmm. her blood willingly, which is like a huge thing, especially like now we know she's got some sort of power or mm-hmm. something." So it's like, "Oh, this is really interesting." Mm-hmm. So yeah, she like donates her blood and is basically, like, throws Misha out of the trials. Yes. Which, like, Misha was super upset about. She's like, why am I leaving the trials? Like, she didn't want to leave. She wanted to stay and finish. Kind of. But then I feel like she seems almost a little bit relieved that it's happened. I felt like even when they they had, like, gone to see her, and I felt like she was just like, oh, thanks now. But, like, she was, like, fighting them trying to leave, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I honestly mm-hmm. don't remember exactly what her reaction was. Yeah. I just thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Vincent was super upset that he, she was, like, siding with Rain and them. Mm-hmm. And he, like, got really mad at her. Right, because siding with Rain was basically siding against him. Like, yes. he's her father. He's raised her for years to be strong and independent and She's they've like, had this vision together that was their yeah. joint goal of what she was going to do. Yeah. And now she's, like, starting to formulate her own opinions and her own plans and her own strategies mm-hmm. and potentially her own goals, and they don't necessarily align with her father's. And I don't right. know, how did you feel at that point? Like, did you feel like she was losing uh, loyalty for her father that she had kept? Did you think it was good that she was growing into her own person? I felt like it was good she was growing into her own person because kind of up until this point, like, as I've said, coming from a place where, like, I wasn't really allowed to have my own thoughts as a kid or Mm -hmm. adolescent or anything. It was like, you will think exactly how we think, and if you do, we 
we do not agree with that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, knowing that that's how I grow up and how I did not even come into my own until, like, my mid to late 20s was, like, really exciting to see her going through this Mm. now. And so I was like, yeah, question it. (laughs) Like, it's not all rose-colored glasses like you have to be your own person Mm -hmm. and like she was not given that chance growing up and so now it's like okay like now she's actually starting to see things for as they are for like other people Mm -hmm. around the kingdom and how other people feel and so now she's starting to make her own decisions and like granted you have Vincent the father who is like she thinks is so great and wonderful Mm -hmm. and so it's like hard not to want to side with him But it's also, like, you have other people that are now being involved that you care about. So, like, Mm -hmm. I was happy for her. Yeah. For, like, coming into her own. No, I agree. And I think it was really nice, too, to see the main character find so much support from friendship, I think. Also, beyond just, like, obviously there was an initial attraction and there was flirtation and there was bantering and whatever, but... I mean, really, for most of their experience through the trials, like, Misha's also a, a really key yes. factor for her in understanding more about how the world operates or, mm-hmm. you know, other perspectives and stuff like that. And I just, I always really appreciate when I feel like people are learning, not yeah. just from romantic partners, but also from just I friendships. I love that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. sometimes the friendships that you have are more important than the romantic characters. Cheers! Cheers. I love you! <laughs> I love you, bitch! <laughs> I love you, bitch! <laughs> but I completely agree, and that was one thing that I really, really loved about this, their, like, love story, if yes. you want to say, is because, like, it was a very slow burn. It was a very slow burn, but, like, in I the love way. a slow burn. Yeah, in the best way. Because it's, like, you get to know each other, and then it's, like, a choice. Again, it's, like, you, you, like, you learn to really like the person, you learn more about the person, you're not just, like, insta-love, where you're just, like, okay, this is how it is, like, we are just, yep. you know? Although this I will it. say... <laughs> by like three quarters of the way through the book I was like oh my god we get it you like each other just bang already there's a certain point where they're like <laughs> clearly they're both showing they care about each other but then it's like oh well he's gonna save her and she's gonna be like oh well it's not that big of a deal and then she's gonna save him and he's gonna be like oh well, that's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. I know like they both keep trying to downplay it I'm like, just like oh it's fine we're just friends we're just it. friends oh my god he didn't look at me the right way we're not together duh it was duh. like okay hold on what <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> yeah it was so that part drove me a little nuts <laughs> yeah me too cause it was like okay you clearly like each other like stop acting like you're not just like like, you're not going to do everything you can to save each other. Like, mm-hmm. stop. She kept acting like, oh, this third trial is going to happen. We're going to work together, and then I'm never going to see him again. Right. I, it's not like, okay, like, you're going to have to kill him. how did she ever believe that? How did she ever believe that was going to I don't know, but she kept telling herself throughout, yeah. throughout the whole entire book. So it was just like, okay, like, you clearly know that you care about this person. Like, mm. just, like, give it up already. <laughs> Well, so we get through, I guess we'll fast forward a little bit. Yeah. So we get through all of our trials, you know, there's been 
bantering. There's been mm-hmm. some trials and tribulations in their relationship. And oh, then yeah. we, we, we get to our finale. And Let's first talk about somebody that we meet when they have this big dinner before. I believe it was with somebody named Septimus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I keep playing him off because I just find him annoying. <laughs> but, like, He's I get, annoying. yeah. He's, he like, clearly like... this, like, he reminds me of, um, Game of Thrones, the guy with the dick. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who <laughs> Have you seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, I've seen Game of Thrones. They got the bald like, guy. The, guy with no the, bald... <laughs> the bald guy who's, like, um... He's a eunuch, I think is the proper term for it. Oh my god. But he, like, kind of is sort of a, like, (laughs) guide to the leaders and stuff. Okay. He's, like, kind of talking in the ear all the time. He, like, he says he's a religious figure, but he's just sort of talking in the ear. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, was he, like, in that garden that they all go to? Probably. I don't know. He's always wearing a big old robe. Maybe it's, maybe that's the same person. He doesn't have a dick. He's a eunuch. Isn't that what it means to be a eunuch? He's got no dick. He talks about it. I don't remember. Because somebody asked him if they chopped off the balls or or balls and dick. Oh my god, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Go back. Again, I know, I haven't it. seen that. I haven't seen Game of Thrones in literally well, uh, forever. Anyways. So anyway. So yeah, Sept- Septimus <laughs> reminds me of um, the guy from Game of Thrones who was a eunuch. Oh my god, that's so funny. I always pictured as like, hey, I'm going to spew some information. And like, you know that? that meme with the Simpsons where he just like crawls back into the bushes. Yes. That's what I always thought of. Oh, okay. Well, I gotta show you this guy's picture because oh even, my God, if this now isn't, I have to see. even if this isn't how he was described, this is how this I This is like how you see him. Yes. Oh my God. Varys. Or Varys or whatever oh, his name is. Oh, let me see. This guy. This is who I pictured. This guy. Okay, I don't remember him not having a dick at all, but that is so funny. Yeah. Okay, but it's funny because now, like, we're planning on watching Game of Thrones again, and so now I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna well, picture this for guy it. Yeah. with no dick. He's also known as the spider or the eunuch. That's literally oh, that what is it's so like two things funny. known as. Well, I, did, I also didn't know what that meant, and so... Oh, well, okay, I'm gonna confirm that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure eunuch means... No, I dick. absolutely believe you, but... I, I did not know that. Eunuch, a man who has been castrated, especially <laughs> in the past, one employed to guard the women's living areas in Asian court. Oh, I mean, which makes sense from Game of Thrones. Well, so anyway, so. Oh my god. So, Septimus, I really, I don't know why I just that really so pictured him as that, as Varys, oh the, the eunuch from Game of Thrones, of being like. Just like telling all these little secrets in everybody's ears, yes. and just like whispering all the yep, conspiracies, yep. and that was exactly that was how I pictured the it. vibe I got from him. Oh my god! So I, I don't feel like he's a big tell thing. secret. Walk into the bushes, right? Like I, I feel like in this book, he's kind of just I don't know gossiping, but yes. I feel like in book two, he's his like, gossiping oh, is gonna know? mean something. I think so too, and like you kind of get it towards like the end of this book where mm-hmm. it's like. Ooh, see, I was right. And then he keeps betting on Araya, which, like, I'm sorry, it really made me laugh because he was like, I don't make bets, I lose on. Right. And I was like, okay, Reese. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, sounds a lot like Akatar, don't you think? Where he's, like, the only one betting on her. He's like, you're winning me a lot of money right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I thought it was really funny. Yeah. But so we do have him kind of 
like, before the trials are even done, he's already inserting himself and being sketched. Yes, which, like, so Septimus brings in this person. He, like, throws her into conversation, like, mm, you're kind of, like, messing in, don't you think? Which was, mm. like, Rain's old lover. And right. so we're like, oh, okay, who is that? Like, who's this person? And he's like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm not going to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, just, like, left with this question. Like, okay, Well, and whatever. even Rain is also being like, yeah, no, we're not going to go in there. Like, yes. it's not even just that Septimus doesn't say anything. It's, uh, it's like, he, we're not we're right. not going there. So that really keeps a mystery for a pretty long, long It really time. does. Yeah, I don't know, a threesome with uh, Rain and Mish? Woo-wee! Ooh, I would like that. Oh, yes. In the middle of that sandwich. Hell yeah. Well, she never really has this, like... Sister vibe for him? You think? Yeah, which is so funny because Araya is like, so oh my god, like you guys were clearly something. And she's like, no, we literally never were, and I promise you we're never going to be. Yeah. (laughs) And so I thought that was just like absolutely hilarious. But, so we're talking about Septimus. Yes. And I thought it was really important because this is the first time the contestants have been like, able to like go outside and they're given these like really nice dresses and clothes to like go and enjoy the feasts and they were all very like like simple simple so like all of the clothes they were wearing were like of their like house mm-hmm. and Aureus was like really skimpy and like skin tight and she's like I'm not wearing this and she threw it in the house like threw it back at her mm-hmm. like yeah you are bitch you're right, well, wearing you, this because you gotta remember right she's uh, in the back of her mind, as much as she puts on this front, oh, yeah. she's scared of all these vampires because, you know, every inch of skin or, like, tiny cut mm-hmm. that she's showing, like, she like, is they can get it. just encouraging them to mm-hmm. attack her. And so, yeah, showing that much skin was, like, really yeah. risque for her because, oh, like, beyond just being... Like, put it on. <laughs> right? But, like, beyond just being risky, it was like, oh, no, that literally is, like, risking my safety. Yeah, like, it's risking literally my life. And mm-hmm. so she wears it and everybody's like... <gasps> The human, oh my gosh, it looks beautiful. Like, everybody's talking about it. And then the whole interaction with Septimus happens, but then her and Rain go to this dive bar. And I thought he was so cute. He's like, let's go get a drink. And she's like, like, let's go get a shitty beer. Yeah, I just want to drink a shitty human beer. And she's like, what? You don't want to, like, go get a nice drink? And he's like, no, absolutely not. Which, to me, right away was like, I'm sorry, you want a shitty beer? Like, that doesn't sound like somebody who's immortal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. why is that something you want? Do we even know at the, that point that he's turned yet? Mm. I think we do. I think we know that he was turned, but we definitely don't know who the he story. was turned by and what happened. Yeah, because, I know, I'm trying to get there. I know, sure. me too. And so I was just like, what the heck? But when he goes, you are the most stunning thing I've ever seen, Aurea. I was like, oh my god. You're like, okay, I need new panties now. I know, I was <laughs> like, okay, I love this. Let's just keep up with this kind of talk. Right? <laughs> I just absolutely loved it. Oh my god. And so they basically just like spent all of this time at this dive bar just like talking. And, like, getting to know each other. And I just thought that was, like, absolutely so sweet. Mm-hmm. I really just, like, loved it. Mm. Right? Because he's just, like, they've been trying to pretend that they're just getting to know each other so they can work together in yeah. the trial. But even after that third trial, they're like, well, 
I think we're still friends. <laughs> oh, I think we're still going to work together. Well, it's us until the end. Yeah, yeah, it's us until the end, I guess. I mean, I guess. If I had to choose anybody, I guess it'd be you. <laughs> I'm just, like, loving the Lorraine. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I think, like... Hot, hot, hot. Be until... Or what should I say? I guess... It's been so long since I've read Silver Flames, but mm-hmm. Cassian was my book boyfriend, mm-hmm. and I absolutely loved him. You and needed the, the extra aggressive spice. Yes, and now I feel like Rain has, like, come close to that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ugh. He's good, good book boyfriend so far. He but, is- I don't know, he was until you get towards the end here, and all of a sudden, little piece of shit. I know. And keeping some stuff to himself for a while. Right. So we come to the fourth trial. The last trial. And they are now at the point where it's like, oh, they fell asleep. And then they wake up in this random place. And Araya realizes that, like, this mist, they're in, like, these woods. And the mist is, like, poison. Mm-hmm. It turns them into these, like, bloodlust vampires. And she's like, oh, well, my no, God. Well, no, it the mist physically, like, deteriorates them, but they also have oh. planted all of this prey, so they're, like, <gasps> yes, bunnies they and deer and, mm. like, all of these animals that should be easy because they've been starving these vampires. Oh my god, yes, they've been starving. In the, in the castle, they've all but been But Rain has starving. been, like, keeping himself, like, a little bit half more starved. away from yeah. Araya and only taking, like, half rations mm-hmm. so he could, like, keep himself awake and he knew that if he, like, killed her that he couldn't live it with himself and I was, like... Oh my god, like I knew as it was happening, I was like, oh my god, he's only taking half of the blood that he needs. Oh my god, he's trying to keep it for longer because he knows that they're all going to starve. But he's saving food for her. Right. But then it it all, you know, it all comes full circle because, so Araya sees as they enter this trial that these other vampires that have um, tried to feed from like the deer and the other yes. ones like, that they're going crazy and so yep, and they're like trying the, to like ravage right and the, in the very last minute she's able to save rain before he, like, goes he actually to, feeds yes. from them and so he like you know kind of comes back to comes out of bloodlust she's like save me <gasps> we have not even said the best quote that he keeps saying <laughs> to her because she's like there you are but like the quote that he keeps saying to her that just pisses her off more than anything. Yeah, there she is. is. There she is. There she is. Oh, you get a And every sassy. time I'm there like, there she is. Yeah. I get like a little jiggle in my bones. Like, right. I'm just so excited. Well, because he's, he's like, he just want to see the fight go out of her. He wants yes. to see her exactly how she is. And, and he loves that fight. He yeah. loves her exactly how she is. And I just thought it was so sweet every single time. There she is. Yeah. So she, uh, oh. Yeah, so she, she saves, saves him. him. They're able to go run off. They find a cave to be in together oh. overnight. Yeah. Oh. Another bounty. So we get, we get a little more, some little spice. We can. So she, he is hungry oh. at this point, right? He didn't have that deer. My he was needing that God. deer. God, he has not eaten in like three weeks. Uh, drank, eaten. Yeah, he's not fed. Yes. Three weeks. He's starving. Starving. But you know what? The best way she can have control is she's going to offer him his blood. To her blood. get on top of him. Sit on that, baby. Get on I got Hold a spot for you tight. right here. Oh, I was just like, 
No, she didn't. Oh my gosh, she's doing it. Girl, do you know what that's gonna... Oh, you know what that's gonna lead to. I was like, Ooh, oh my yeah. god. I was sitting there fanning myself. Yes. And so then <laughs> she's on it. He's peeing from her in, you know, classic <laughs> vampire lore, right? Like, the venom is basically orgasmic, right? It's, yes. It's making you so horny. But, like, she... She wasn't actually like, yeah, but she wasn't super aware of that because the first time she was like, the first and kind of the only time she was like fed on, it was like a scary situation. Right. And so she wasn't like fully aware of how the effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I know what this is going to lead to. But then she's like, I didn't know it was going to be that. (laughs) Right. And so she's grinding all up on him as she's sitting on his lap and he says, do you have our quote for us? How has not everyone quoted that damn, uh, wasn't the first way I imagined making you come? I know. Well, I think that was actually earlier than that. Oh, it was much earlier. It was much earlier when he said something along the lines. Wasn't when she was grinding on his lap? No, no. It was because it was like while they were in a fight or something, because it was early on. It was like the first time that they were like battling and she like, ugh, and he goes, oh, that wasn't like... How I was gonna make I don't even remember. Yeah, how imagine making you come for the first time. Yeah, something like that. It was like oh my We gotta god. find that quote. We have to find that quote and put that in here because that oh my god, oh my god. He basically says like you're safe and then they, you know, do the nasty in the cave. Well they don't do the nasty though, because he stops. Oh, he's he like, stops. I'm a respectful gentleman yes. and I don't want you to regret this when you're not feeling we'll the effects of my environment. Yeah. Oh, and like so she's all mad because she's like, I wanted that so bad. But then and, they fall asleep anyway. And then they fall asleep. And then they're like trying to get through this trial. Yep. And so they're like jumping through this. Every time the mist, it's like 90 seconds that the mist is gone. They like try mm-hmm. to jump through it. And so. And he's just carrying her, holding her as they fly. Mm-hmm. So they finally get to a place and he sees a road sign. And he recognizes it. Mm-hmm. He said, this is Saladay which is apparently where Aurea believes that she's from. Yeah, where she was picked up by the King Vincent. And so she is, like, all up in arms because she's like, how did we end up here? How is it completely decimated? It's just turned into ash. Mm. It's just, it's nothing, basically. Mm. And so they finally make it to the end of the thing, and she gets pissed. And she goes to her dad, and she's like, how could you? You destroyed an entire war or an entire like city mm-hmm. and her like dad humans like, and vampires and everybody you like destroyed everybody. everybody everybody's just done he's and like, she had to have this in her mind going into the what's what's our our competition called again the kajari kajari she had gone into the kajari wanting to go and help all these humans mm-hmm. in salinate that was like specifically one of the things she wanted she going wanted out of it family she wanted yes. to like help all of these people when she like knew that they were all just done for and she's like this wasn't a wasteland it was ruins of a city that no longer existed the ruins of a city that had been thoroughly systematically devastated as if by one of the most powerful militaries in the world and finally i realized why the air felt so familiar it smelled like the aftermath of asterisk asterisk and explosives power stripped directly from the stars itself mm-hmm. like okay Wow, like that is just that's powerful, and clearly you had to have like a very strong amount of power to do that. And so then we come to she's very upset with her father, but she continues and she's like, I don't want to see you until the last trial. Basically, Mm -hmm. she goes through the last trial, 
devastating. Like, people around her are just, like, dying. There's, there's like, another vampire that's just, like, completely out there to, like, kill her. And she gets to the very end of the trial. And when they're at the very end... And she's fighting Rain. She's fighting Rain. At this Rain. point, they're the only two left. Mm-hmm. And he's egging her on, intentionally. Like, you can tell he's really intentionally he's egging like, her on. He's like, come get me. Like, kill me. You can do it. Kill me. And she's also trying to find out, like, other things that are happening... And there are, like, humans being, like, placed in the trial as well. And so she is just, like, absolutely distraught at this point. And this is the second to last trial. Was this the, se- the second to last trial was the one that was where the humans were? I thought that was the last one. The last trial was, well, I don't know. The last trial was, I thought it was just the four of them. And she's fighting the other, the not god gods. <gasps> oh, wait, you're... You're absolutely, they're go because they're so going the fourth through, like, trial is, I think, or, yeah, I don't know, the one before that is the one where she tries to save the little girl. That's oh. why I was like, I don't feel like we're getting towards the end here. But, because she well, has to, cause, she has the one where she's trying to save the little girl that is human. And I think that that, that was actually the maze. You're right. Yeah, I think that, that was, that was a ways second back. trial. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're right. So the second trial was the one with the maze, and then the the little girl, and then the third trial was the one where they were, like, trying to get the mist, and then the fourth one was when she was, it was just the four of them trying to fight. I think it might have even been fifth, but yeah, it, it's, like, the, the very, last one. the very last one is where mm-hmm. there's these, like, imitations of the gods, so basically yes. there's these uh, pseudo-dead bodies that have been reanimated to have some of the power of the gods, mm-hmm. and so the defeating them part clearly isn't that hard. I mean, she yeah. she is, you know, a little hurt, and she has to try and whatever, yeah. but she, she beats them. Yeah. And then pretty, like, it's pretty easily, yeah. and then it's just down to, like, four. Yeah. Well, and so she kills... Another one. <laughs> she kills our Eugene Dipper. I don't remember what his name <laughs> is, but... Yes. She kills our, our... And he was like, just end it. Yeah. I just want to be done At with At least this. he went out fighting, right? And then there's one other woman who's going only after her yes only after because she had our, also our showed up at the apartment and was like she's mine in the trials yeah. yeah but um but then all of a sudden she hesitates and so Aurea is able to kill her so then it's down but only... she hesitates because she looks up at the yes. crowd there's some scheming happening there's some scheming yeah and so Aurea um you know is able to kill her but it was clearly scheming and she kind of oh, knows yeah. but she doesn't, doesn't totally catch it. And so now it's just down to her and Rain. And she really doesn't want to kill Rain. But Rain is just egging her on. Just pulling yes. her into it. He's like, kill me. Kill trying me, kill to me. make sure that you she goes 100% at it. Mm-hmm. And so she has him pinned. She has the knife above his chest. And she's going to stop. She's going to pull away. And he pulls the knife he into his own chest. He basically kills himself. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, you're going to win this. We're, yeah. we're going to do this. He's like, I want you to win this. Yep. And so she kills him. And wins. And wins. And when Woo-hoo. she wins, and then I thought it was, like, extremely important that Vincent was standing on the edge of the rails, like, has his hands leaning over the rails, like, oh, my God, waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. We're just like, it made me mad, because she's, like, fighting through the trials, looking up and seeing him just like, oh, my God. And mm-hmm. it was like... Dude, like, it just made me mad, because they were, like, not on good terms, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, and so she wins, and Max is like, well, what do you want? And she goes, I wish Rain had won. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, she said something along the lines of, like, 
you will die when your other half dies, but you don't die from Today? love. Oh. I don't remember that quote. Let me see if I can find the exact... Oh my god, that breeze feels so good. I know, it really does feel so good. Oh my gosh. Oh, I wish that rain had come. Let me find that exact... Oh. I know grief. I know what it is to lose mm. one... Lose half of one's soul. Half of one's soul. I did feel that way. He had taken more of me than I thought that he would when he went. Niaxa says... To have such a thing stolen from you is a great loss indeed, but perhaps, too, it's a blessing, my child. Such a pure love distilled forever in its innocence, a, a flower frozen in bloom. But a dead lover can never break your heart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Preach. oh, no, is she about Preach. to make the wrong decision? Like, and she's like, I wish Rain had won. And then he comes back to life and fucking kills her dad. Immediately. Immediately. Like, within five pages. Yes. Like, not even a question. He was like, this is what I came here to do. Mm-hmm. And so, like... Which is just somebody... heartbreaking for her. Cause she's like, well, all I wanted was you. And now, and now I find out that you're actually mm-hmm. really the next in line to be king of your he... side of the vampires. She didn't realize. she had realize no idea. His red marks on his wings was an air mark. Mm. She thought it was just, like, a random mark that he mm-hmm. had when he had, like, burned away all of his air marks. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, oh my fucking god, you did not. Mm-hmm. Kills her dad immediately. And, like, she, of course, was heartbroken by it. Like, who wouldn't be? But also, mm-hmm. I wasn't that sad to see him die. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> feel like I should have been sadder about that, but I just wasn't, you know? Yeah. To me, I was like, eh. It was just, I was a little caught off guard by how simple and clean it felt. Yep. Because it was like, he felt like such a big character, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, well, he's gone. He's gone. Goodbye. Right. It was like a very quick goodbye, which was just funny. But I mean, I feel like in some ways, that's more how real life feels. Like, actual death for somebody is so fast. Mm -hmm. And then it's just, like feels like a person alone in their grief dealing with this yeah. when everybody else's lives have moved on so fast. And I think yes. that's really what you, I don't know, like... Well, then I also, I thought it was, like, extremely important because, like, while he was dying, basically, because um, we just, like, stood back, he like, ah, oh, you're dead. And then mm-hmm. he just, like, stood back as it was actually, like, happening. Um, Araya went up to him as he was saying his last words, and he's like, I love, I love you. you. And I All was she'd like, ever wanted to hear. <laughs> I was but like, I are you like kidding that me? that was so manipulative, because, yes, me like, too. you're not going to say that for all of her life. Exactly. And then in like, your dying words, you're going to say this, and like, I've always loved you. I don't know. And I know that, that probably should have been sweet, but it just felt manipulative. It made me mad, because I was like, okay, that's, a, that's the only fucking time you ever say that to her in her yeah. life. Like, okay, and now is the time to do it? Like, that doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. It was but like I was definitely just, very like, like <gasps> oh, me too. I was reading me the too. last like fifty pages there because I was, I was like, oh, I don't my know. God. oh my god, oh my god, because then you find out all of the secrets, and he goes through to tell Rain goes through to tell Araya <gasps> that like three hundred years ago he was turned. Well, it was even longer than three hundred yeah. years ago. He was turned by the king, the king of the time, the, the king, the king of before the time. Vincent. So, the king of the Rishon, mm-hmm. he was turned by him, and then he was basically turned into a slave. 
Mm-hmm. And it seems the like sex it was like slave was a by sex slave. Yeah. Me too. It was like a sex slave. It was like not under his own terms. And mm-hmm. then he fell in love with the queen. Mm-hmm. And with the queen, him and the queen were like an actual real love. But then, like, the king kept getting in the way. Mm-hmm. And the king was just like torturing everybody that he turned. And so Rain was like, We're getting out of here. And she was like, I'm not leaving him. Like, I'm sorry, like, it might not be great, but, like, I'm not leaving. And then when everything happened, I believe he, like, escaped. And then... When he escaped, but they all died, right? Yes. Yeah. Rain escaped, but, like, everybody else died because Vincent won the Kajari and killed everybody. Mm. And so Vincent didn't only kill his own family. He killed mm. all of the Rashan power at the same time. Mm. And so now we're finding out that, like, Vincent the king, the many faces of whoever Vincent is, has, like, so many different things from his past that are, like, now coming to, like, haunt Araya. Mm. And so, like, now because she's associated with him, like everybody else, like, hates her for one reason or another, like, the Rashawn hater because, like, Vincent killed everybody, mm-hmm. and then the humans hate her because she's not actually a human, and the, her own vampire is just like, we don't trust you, mm-hmm. and so Vincent is basically, or not Vincent, Rain is basically just like, you have to marry me, and she's like, I'm not going to do that. He's like, it's going to be the only way I can protect you. Right? Because he's trying to pretend like he still cares about her so deeply. Yes. After so much betrayal. Yeah. How did you feel after that? Did you trust him after that? Did you trust, or did you, like, really believe the betrayal? You think he's just 100% bad and that he was just playing the game? No. I, I had a little bit of both. I felt like Rain really came in with, like, um... The intentions of killing Vincent and, like, Mm -hmm. winning the Kajari and, like, taking back the power. And then... I don't know, because (laughs) one thing that we're, like, completely missing is that after Vincent died... Araya had the air marks show up on her. Right? And so then we're all She's like, like what the heck? I'm what? just a human. How do I'm I a human. Yeah, I'm, I'm having to keep in mind that I'm, you know, a, a bit of ways into the second book, so I'm trying oh, yeah, to make I sure I limit it. <laughs> That's what I'm trying I don't trying. really remember where the cutoff yes, is. Yes, me really, too. They really That's what I'm trying to look for. So I'm trying to make sure I don't give any potential spoilers for book yeah. two. So I'm a little cautious on my tongue because I know that we're very much in the last few I know, pages of the book I know, me too. Here. And so I'm like, I'm trying to figure out, so... Where the lines run? Yeah. Oh my god. So, um, basically, her airmarks show up and so yeah. everybody's like, how... How did that happen? Like, there's no way. There's no way for that to happen. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And Vincent is... Or I'm sorry. I keep doing that. Rain is like, well, we have to get married. Like, this is mm-hmm. just, like, what we have to do. I think I'm gonna marry you. I think I'm gonna marry you. And so, it's just it's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But then she's like, I'm not marrying you. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. He's like, I'm trying to protect you. Like, mm-hmm. you have the earmarks, you're clearly, like, the next leader for the Hiage. Like, everybody wants to kill you. I am the next leader for the Rishon. Like, I am clearly yeah, now in charge. Yeah, let's team up together. She's like, no, no, no. Oh, my God, I'm not going to do it. Shut up. You already know you're going to do it. And you're right. going to love it. 
you're going to end up loving it. You know it. Right. So, like, yeah, going we already the know. next book. We already know it's inevitable. Yes. You're going to love it. And so, the book ends with them. Have I gotten married at the end of the book? No. Rain took my hand, and this time I let him. Our eyes met at the same moment, united in our mutual terror. United in all the ways we were the same, even if we were ready to admit it. For one moment, it was all laid bare. My friend, my enemy, my lover, my captor. Ooh! Ooh! Oh! Banger. What a banger. What a Five-star good read. book. I'm like, it's funny because I know we didn't even cover, like, so much. Half. There's so much that happens. And I'm so excited to, like, get into the second book to, like, one, I'm probably just going to restart it because I'm, like, 10% of the way through, but, like, I needed to finish Kingdom of Ash. And yeah. so I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm probably just going to restart it and, like, make actual notes. In fact, I'm probably going to actually go out and buy the physical book so I can make notes. Nice. <laughs> See, it's so funny. I'm the opposite. I feel like I made more notes in my Kindle. Because so it's easier many. to highlight stuff. I feel less destructive. Although, yeah. it was really nice because since you had left a note in the front already of yeah. shadows, and I was like, oh, well, I was like, I feel less bad just writing this because yeah. it's like already my copy that I'm always going to keep. So now I don't feel as bad making notes, you know? I know. Well, in here too, it was like a little hard to keep up with because like I was making notes at like random places mm. and so it was just like all in a list. So I kept trying to figure out like where they were mm. where like what we had just reviewed chatter me and so I was like oh like I loved how you would just like turn to a page and like see the sticky note yeah because then nice. it's like a bookmark nice. too and like go here yeah. this is where it is so like maybe I'll yeah. do like the sticky note method for it because that looked really good but I'm so excited to like already start the second one and restart the second mm-hmm. one and just find like all of the theories and be like hey you remember in the first book like yeah yeah, Septimus I feel the like the snake. second one, the second one will have to be our next adventure, I think and so then too. maybe fourth wing has to be after that, unless oh we want to do yeah. the second shatter me and then come back and do fourth wing. Either way, I feel like we have like a couple of books lined up, so I think that that's really exciting. Thank you so much for joining us on Miss Willow's Book Club Podcast. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Miss Willow's Book Club Pod for our upcoming reads. Keep Keep it spicy, book lovers!